If you got into coaching through freelancing, you might find it difficult to let go of offering your amazing skills to your coaching clients and maybe even wondering if you should be offering them. Welcome to my life for the past four years. I built a business making websites and to this day, it's really hard for me to not help people when things come so easily and naturally to me, like setting up landing pages, writing copy, or even setting up podcasts. But at which point should you let go of those skills and refer your clients to someone else? That's today's topic, how to go from star freelancer to epic coach without the guilt. Hi, I'm your host, Ina Coveney. Every Monday, I bring you an interview with a successful online coach where we uncover their true startup story and we wrap it up with a companion episode on Thursdays, this one right here, where I teach you three things that our guest is doing very right in their business and you should start doing right now. At this moment, we are in the off season. This means that I'm hard at work recording all those interviews from the top coaches you want to hear from. So until the next season kicks off, it will just be you and me every Thursday to keep your business moving. And today, our focus will be on the three steps to letting go of your freelance persona and step into the full epic coach you were meant to be. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while wondering, what's an off season anyway? And when will the next season begin? I love your excitement. And the answer is May 2022. You'll want to keep your ears perked for more amazing interviews in May of 2022. And now that I answered your burning question, please head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose, to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. I started my business as a freelancer. I was making websites by the hour. My very first website that I made, I made it for free. I literally walk down the street to my uh, to a coffee shop in my town. I noticed that they didn't have a website. And I'm like, hey, can I make your website for free? Do you mind? Do you want me to? And they're like, sure, why not? So they said yes, and I made it for free. I posted it on Facebook, and that's when I started to get referrals to make people's websites. That's how my business started. The first website that I made for money, I sold it for like $30 an hour. And I didn't even charge by the hour as the project was going, I would charge only after the project was finished. This was the way for me to protect myself against getting sued because I didn't want there to be any situation where somebody hadn't gotten what they paid for and now we are in this whole awkward thing. I was just starting out. I didn't know what my output was going to be. I didn't know if they were going to be happy with the product. So I'm like, I'm charging $30 an hour and they only pay me when they're happy. Like 
you know, very, very like starting out mentality. Eventually I was able to charge, you know, $75 an hour and things like that. But that didn't happen until like years later, like developing all of these, uh, all of these new sites uh, that I was getting, you know, come my way. Then the coaching world became a thing for me. I had just quit my job. I decided I didn't want to grow as an agency. I didn't want to be a freelancer anymore. I wanted to do some uh, course creation, to tell you the truth. I just started out, I'm going to create a course on how to teach, teaching people how to create WordPress sites. And I did. That course exists. And I created it and I sold it. And that's how my career independently started. Then somebody suggested I should really start helping people. I'm like, okay. And that's when I got into coaching. But when I got into coaching, I had a coach who told me that I should let go completely of the making websites thing. Because every time somebody asks me, and to this day, somebody asks me, what are you really good at? Even though I'm really good at a lot of things, I would say, I'm just really quick with the technical stuff. Like, I still say that. I mean, I'm, I'm a whiz when it comes to technical stuff. So my coach would tell me, you got to let go of that. You got to start teaching people and helping people in their businesses. You can't be a freelancer forever. Let go of it. So in my first couple of offers, working with people as a coach, I let go of the website thing. I'm like, no, no, no. People make money just being a business coach. I'm just going to be a business coach. And it was a problem for me. Because I would see my clients struggle with their website. And I would see them struggle to create a landing page. And I'm like, it was literally like, like nails on a chalkboard, watching them struggle with this stuff that came so easily to me. So I decided I'm going to just change my offer. I'm going to include the website in my coaching offer now. That's it. I just need to do this. I feel like I'm holding back. I'm just going to do it. And from there, I was able to start to see what, what was the actual value of my coaching. I leaned on my strengths, which was this technical piece. Now, what was I worth without it? right? What could I do that had nothing to do with the technical part? And the only way I found that could do that is by continuing to offer those technical services, but in the, like wrapped in a coaching package. So what I'm here to talk to you about is this struggle that we have to see other people struggling with something that comes really naturally to us, that people have paid us by the hour to do. And now we want to get paid as a coach, now we want to create coaching packages that are thousands of dollars, right? That do not include us doing grunt work, us having homework, right? That's what we want. That's like the, 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 the holy grail of coaching is the fact that you just have meetings and then you get to go home, right? There's no homework. There's no deliverable. You're not getting paid by the hour, right? So... This is what I wanted to talk to you about today because it's a really, really hard topic for all of us who have amazing skills. How do we switch to doing pure coaching? It's really, really hard. And if you have already started doing coaching packages and you find yourself holding back from helping your clients because they haven't paid for this, 
right? They're not paying you by the hour. You should not be doing this. That would be doing too much. And every coach is telling you, you have to stop doing that stuff for your clients. You have to stop writing the copy for your clients. And you're like, what, what gives? What am I supposed to do? These are my skills. So I'm going to tell you this is something that I have struggled with a lot. So what I wanted to do today is to give you three steps towards figuring out what that is. And it has nothing to do with completely letting it go. It's the opposite. Okay? It's us figuring out how to work with it so that eventually we can work without it. Okay? So here are these three steps to start letting go of freelancing in your coaching business. And I'm going to start with step one, which is very, very counterintuitive, I understand. But step one is to actually include your freelancing services in your offer in the best way that you think you can, in the most sustainable way that you think you can, all right? You have to make a comparison between if I were charging by the hour doing this versus working as a coach, working as a coach should give you more monetary reward and it should be less homework. So if you're going to incorporate your freelancing services in it, it's got to be in a sustainable way. Let me give you an example. Um, I had a one-on-one -on -one client who wanted to start a podcast. And I believe that if I'm going to help you start your podcast, there are certain things that you need to do, like creating a landing page for your podcast, right? Like a, a website where people can go and check it out and there are your links. Um, but I know because I'm an expert at making websites that if we just focused on the website, we could spend an entire three months building the perfect site. And that is not a coaching package. That is not a coaching program. I'm not helping you launch your podcast. I'm helping you create your website, right? So I knew that I can't, listen, I can't turn this into a making your website deal. So what did I do? I took a step back and I said, how can I help her achieve the goals of launching her podcast and having a website where people can go and check out her links without this turning into a three-month website project? So it turns out that she already had a website set up, okay? So I, said, I looked at it and I said, Included in this package is going to be editing that page so that we include your new picture and we include your, your podcast links, okay? And I'll include the podcast plugin so that people can listen to it on the website. And that's basically it. But Ina, what about a page where I can put all my media appearances? That's out of scope. But Ina, what if I want to revamp this website and move it from Wix to WordPress? That is out of scope. That is a website project. But I can help you inject these links into your existing site. And the end. What about uh, my skills in setting up her podcast and, and editing, right? I capped it. I said, I will not be your editor forever. I'm going to help you launch your podcast. So here's a limited number of episodes that I will help you do because I want to train you on how to do this yourself, right? And we're going to do this together. I'm going to transition this to you and then you're going to do it, right? So if I were acting as a freelancer, this project could have been much larger. 
it would have meant a brand new website. It would have meant uh, hours and hours and hours of detailed editing podcast episodes. And if you've ever had a podcast, you know that editing takes a long time, right? So instead, I just took a look back and I said, this is the scope of the engagement. Injecting these links and editing just a limited number of episodes and in the actual uh, in the actual program, I'm going to teach you how to eventually outsource this so that there's a maintenance component to it. So that was a limited engagement with limited technical help, but it allowed us to do the coaching, get the things done without me feeling like a freelancer, right? So my first step for you is going to be, what can you do to help your people with the skills that you have? Don't hold back. Pay yourself what you're meant to be paid. Make sure that the freelancing budget wouldn't have been bigger than this, that this is not a cheaper way to hire a freelancer, essentially, okay? Because it's still using all of your expertise and you're still doing a lot of mentorship. So if you want to inject some elements, do it, but they have to be on a limited basis. If the client wants more, that means that they need to hire a freelancer to take care of that portion and you're happy to serve as middleman. Okay, so your first step to letting go is to actually include it just so that you can see what it would be like. Do people actually want this? Is this something you want to continue doing? Is this actually helping people? The reason I'm not telling you you have to let it go and just refer the job to somebody else is because you might end up where I ended up, which was unfulfilled. I felt like I wasn't helping my clients in the best way that I could. And I want you to feel, especially with your first clients, I want you to feel like you're giving them your all. I don't want you to feel like you're holding back. I want you to feel like you're putting yourself in their shoes and as if you were them, you're going to guide them to success, whatever that means, okay? So that is step one. Include it on a limited basis. Try it out. Do it for one client. Maybe you don't do it for every client. Just do it for one client and see what that feels like because we need to snap you out of it and the only way to snap you out of it is to actually do it. So let's go to step two. So you incorporated that in your offer. Now what? Now I want you to notice if your expectations were true. If what you expected would take you a limited amount of work, limited amount of homework, if that actually panned out the way that you expected? Are you finding yourself every night doing homework for this client? Are you finding yourself spending an enormous number of hours working on this client's stuff? Did this not work? And if it didn't work, why? Did you not keep the scope very specific? Did you miss setting the scope in the beginning and it ended up, you ended up with scope creep and doing it all, okay? So the second step is now to notice how much homework are you doing? And is this really what you want to be doing? Should you start to think about outsourcing to somebody else? Do you have someone who's already currently working for you at a cheaper rate who could take on some of this load, right? Can you pass those charges to the client. I wouldn't do this mid-engagement, but I would set that expectation in the beginning that if things take longer, you are going to outsource and they would be responsible for the charge. 
You can totally do that. As long as you set the expectations with a client and they know what to expect, they'll be able to meet you there. Okay? So step one was to offer it and see what happens. See how that feels. Number two, notice how much homework you have, how much you're doing, and if you are getting paid, what you're worth. Step three, when you finish that engagement, come up with your brand new offer and do market research. Get together with some people who might want that and ask them, if I don't offer this particular do-it-for-you service, would you still sign up to work with me? If I helped you outsource this to somebody else, would that be valuable to you? Or would you feel like this is not an all-in-one service? I would be asking people, would you still sign up to work with me to launch your podcast if you knew that right out of the gate, we're going to go out and hire a podcast editor. And we're going to go out and hire a graphic designer. Would you still sign up? Here's what the budget would be for each one. Because you've done it, you know how much work it will be. And then see, are people willing to do that or not? Based on that information, you will know if you need to tweak your offer, if you're willing to continue the offer the way it is because you made a lot of money and you were doing a limited number of hours, right? Or did this just not work? So these are the three steps to letting go of freelancing is actually doing it with your coaching and then deciding what to do next. And you guys know the reason I'm asking you to do it this way is because you'll end up all of these years later, still offering it, never getting out of it, and not really knowing what to do next. Not really knowing if this is what you're meant to be doing or not. So I need you to actually go and offer it with your coaching and see how it goes. You might find that your clients find the whole setup confusing because they're expecting you to be working by the hour and you're not right? So then you have to make a decision. After you've done this, after you've tried doing coaching plus the freelancing work, and after you've confirmed that, you know, do your people really want this or not? Could you hire other people right out of the gate to do that stuff for you? Like after you've done all of that, you're going to realize something. That the only way to scale this offer is by having a team. And what does that mean? When you have a team of freelancers, you have turned your business into an agency. And that is very different than being a coach and a content creator. So when you're thinking about your future, decide, do you want to be the boss of multiple freelancers who are doing work for your clients and you're making money off of these contracts that you have with clients? You want to be mentoring these freelancers and letting them know how to do it right and dealing with customers? Or do you want to be a coach? The way to scale a coaching program is through group programs and courses. That's how you scale. It's not by doing work for them. So I am encouraging you to give this a shot 
to try it once, to do it with your clients and to see how it feels. And then ask yourself the question, am I ready to scale this? Do I want to continue to provide this service or not? And if the answer is no, then you got your answer. You know that it's time to not offer those services anymore and just make great connections with other people that you can have referral deals with. This is what I do for websites now. I have someone that I trust that worked with me two years ago whom I keep giving her any website referrals that I get. I just pass them on to her and I get an affiliate commission from it. So there's many ways to provide those services and also win through getting affiliate commission without having to do this yourself. But I don't want to... I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to give it a shot because it's very possible that after you do this, you offer the coaching with your freelancing services, you might discover that, you know what, this is what makes your heart sing. And even though you're not ready, willing, or you really want to do the homework every single time for every client, this is what you feel people need and this is where your expertise is and you may choose to have an agency down the line. Hire more contractors who are going to take care of your clients. You're not doing the work yourself, but you know the work so well that you can mentor other people and all you're doing is keeping clients happy. The only way to find out is to try. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.